I'll do it. Hey, welcome to Bollock Stocks and Tangents. Blake put a lot of pressure on me coming into this show. Um, I was trying to share the show. I failed miserably. I'm trying to do it right now. Um, but it's 6.34 and it's Thursday. It's time to laugh and learn with Bollock Stocks and Tangents. You got the Blevins boys in the studio. Uh, my man Blake, say hi, Blake. Hi. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're, today we're talking about the seven wonders of the world. I forgot to put my whiskey up. I put the whiskey in my glass, but I forgot to put the whiskey up again. Two weeks in a row, Blake, I did that. Um, but uh, today we're talking seven natural wonders of the world. There's a lot of wonders of the world. There's man-made, there's ancient wonders, but there's only seven natural wonders of the world. And the other ones we're talking about, dangerous jobs. So we got some fun topics, uh, but before we do all that, I got to say thank you to all our amazing sponsors. Um, first one I got to uh, bring up is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make a quick grab, Blake. Are you ready? A quick grab for my, my bottle here. And it, oh, got it. Whew, okay. You can see it now. Boop. It is St. Augustine Distillery and City Gates. Going to put it up on its little place over here. All right. Now we're ready. Feel better prepared for it now, right, Blake? Yes. Studio looks better? It looks it looks it looks uh, a little bit better than what it was. <laughs> still 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 got some tripod poles behind your behind the Florida flag. All right. Well, you know, I'm 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 on my third show of the day today, so it, you know, uh, for for an old man, it's not too bad. Uh, but St. Augustine Distillery and City Gates Distillery, these guys have the best tasting tours in the country. Go check them out. City Gates located right there on the bayfront. Uh, St. Augustine Distillery located on Riberia. Um, they have the ice plant, atta- ice plant attached to that. Uh, one of the best bourbons you'll have around, and just go check them out. Uh, Cheshire Customs and Collisions, um, just always helping out in the community. They have the best paint shop in town. It's, it's just state-of-the-art. They go in, they paint your car, and then they bake it right there in front of you. It's super cool. Bear Kresge & Associates, CPA, uh, They've been uh, a company I've trusted for decades. Uh, really appreciate Billy and how he's helped me out with all my different businesses and getting everything straight with that. Um, if you think you're saving money um, by not paying and doing your own taxes, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Pay them, get your taxes right, and save money by having it done by a professional. All right. Uh, this gentleman I saw today, Meehan's Irish Pub, Reggie, was out there working. Um working on the uh, the bar there and just crushing it, works hard. His staff is right there beside him working hard. Uh, just so good to the community. Uh, three bars in one. They have the oyster bar upstairs. They have the pub inside uh, and the backyard. Uh, just the best selection, the best Guinness you'll have here in the United States. All right. Also talk to this this sponsor today. They're always doing great things. St. Augustine Pirate Museum. Uh, wonderful people over there, Cindy and the crew, um, putting on great concerts at the, uh, at the Oak. Uh, they also run that. And um, at the Pirate Museum, they have over 800 artifacts. If you haven't been there, make sure you make it there. Um, and last but not least, River and Fort. Uh, River and Fort, uh, just uh, the best view you're going to have in town. Wonderful food. Great bourbon selection, which is important to me. Um, and if you want to just enjoy a nice evening out on the deck and have a great meal, go to River and Fort. and uh, You will not be dis- disappointed. Blake, um, you know what? I'm going to let you lead off with the word origins today. Uh, I think you got some really good ones. I think yours might be a little better than mine today. So That's shocking to see because, because the last two times I was hosting this, you were very critical of me about it. You, no, you did good last time. The first first word origins you did were, were pretty lame. So this one, I think, you're, I think you're, you outdid me on this one. So let's see what you got. All right. So my first one is uh, elephant in the room. Yeah, right. So basically, so basically, so so what, so what so so what you know, like what what does elephant in the room mean? Well, elephant in the room is like uh, if it's an awkward situation and no one's really talking about it and it's uncomfortable. Uh, that's the elephant in the room. Like like anytime Donald Trump's in a room, he's the elephant in the room. No one really wants to talk about it. So you had to go to the one person that might get us demonetized on Facebook. Yeah, good point. Good point. Sorry about that. All right. 
All right, so it's where you think. So, so I want you to guess where you think it came from. Like, like think about like a time period. Well, we did white elephant, and and the white elephant is like a a bad gift. You give somebody a bad gift because you know, and taking care of an elephant takes a lot of work. So the elephant in the room. I I don't know if it's a spinoff of that, or if it's just uh, the room's too small for an elephant. So it makes everyone feel uncomfortable in the room. All right, all right. So basically, this so basically the phrase originated in 1814 by Ivan Kriloff. Yeah, well, he he was a poet and a fabulous. He wrote a fable entitled "The Inquisitive Man," which tells the story of a man who goes to a museum and knows all sorts of tiny things, but fails to notice an elephant. So he failed to notice the elephant in the room. Yes. Okay. But 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 when when it comes to like the phrase like the elephant in the room. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary says that a New York Times article in 1959, well, what was the first, according to them, was the first written account of elephant in the room. Okay. When, when talking about like when the, the quote was, financing schools has become a problem about equal to having an elephant in the living room. It's so big you can't ignore it. Yeah, that's that's the term I understand it. So, um, all right, Blake, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're the young dog. I'm the old dog. Can't teach you've tried to see. You've tried to teach me technology. How does it work out? Bad. It's usually pretty you, bad. You still don't know how how, how to turn off your alarm on on, on 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 your Google device. You you just yell like stop timer. Like you just have to say stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I, I didn't grow up with that. So, uh, old dog new tricks. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. It goes back to the mid 1500s, all right, and it's it's one of the oldest expressions uh, in English, and basically it's um, it comes from a, a book that was published in 1533 is when it first appears in in written, and it is the book of husbandry. So I guess it's the training of a husband is what this book was about, and it was uh, it was written by a, a person by the name of John Fitzherbert, and that was the first time it was ever used in the written form was in 1534 by in the book of husbandry. Hmm. All right, all right. What's your next one? All right. So my next one is uh, you're you're definitely familiar with this phrase: "Time is money." Oh, oh, today, today, that's, I don't know if it could be any more appropriate than right before uh, me coming on air today. Yeah, you should have watched the Mike Davis show like at the beginning. He was a man. I was so angry. And word of advice to everyone, uh, if if, if you don't have to have subcontractors, don't have subcontractors. Oh. Oh uh, well, the 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 billing the billing I got from a subcontractor made my head blow up today. All right. So. Anyway, so 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 what so what does time to, so what does time is money mean to you personally? Because you're a busy man. Like, what does that like mean to you personally? Well, every, everything that I do has a value. I mean, and time time has a value. So um, if we're wasting time, it costs me money. Um, you know, because I I have so many different jobs, and if I'm squandering over here then I'm losing money over here. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the way I define time as money. Yeah. Um, I, 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 because I, I, my, time, I, my time has a value. I, I agree with that as well. Yeah, so, so, so the phrase actually uh, came up in an essay from, from one of the smartest Americans ever, I would personally say, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, my next one's a Ben Franklin one too. Oh, I got so lucky. Yeah, so basically this phrase came up in, in an essay called Advice to a Young Tradesman. It, it was part of a 1748 book collected by uh, George Fisher uh, called The American Instructor, in which, in which Franklin wrote, remember that time is money. Yeah. So that's that's pretty funny. We both have Ben Franklin. Now, 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 now is Ben considered an, 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 an American? Uh, what's it called? A, a, founding, a founding father. father. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 definitely a founding father. Uh, but he never ran for president. He, 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 no, he he was already pretty much at that age. He was like the oldest guy in Congress. Yeah. So uh, he he was very instrumental in um, dealing with the French. Yeah. And getting money from the French for uh, the fight. Uh, he invented uh, a ton of things like the bifocals, 
mm-hmm. um, the Ben Franklin stove. Yeah, uh, still used today. Same same type of stove still used today. Yeah. Did a lot of work with electricity. Um, no, Ben, we might have to do a founding father show. Yeah, we do. But because you know, the uniqueness of because there are some pretty weird. Weird people out there that came that were a part of the founding fathers yeah. too. Yeah, but, 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 but who's like the most commonly like wrong associated like founding father? Like the, like it was Alexander Hamilton, I think, right? Most people assume that he wasn't the founding father. He wasn't, or he think, was. I, like, I, th- I thought like most people assumed that he was, but it turns out he kind of no, wasn't. No, he was an assistant to Washington pretty much at that time. Mm-hmm. So, um, but thank goodness the play everyone got to know a little bit more about him yeah so uh it didn't end well um but uh all right so my my benjamin franklin is old habits die hard Hmm. all right have you ever heard that yes yes i have experienced that multiple times and you don't i don't want to do those old habits but yeah i still do yeah we used to everyone everyone has habits and I, because of my ocd i repeat my habits quite a bit don't 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 leave the cabinet door open oh no that's that that's probably number one for me drawer drawers being left open cabinet doors being left don't open. drink all the milk uh well if you do let me know don't leave, don't just leave it leave it in there empty um holy sad at least that little sliver yeah, or like a splash. All right, old habits die hard. All right, it's it's not exactly known, but the first time it was in written form was by Benjamin Franklin. He penned the phrase in an article in 1758, uh, and he actually uh, they actually say it might go back as far as 1450. All right, but it really didn't become popular. It didn't become popular until the mid-50s when people were starting to try and stop smoking. And they started talking about smoking being such a a bad habit. It's so hard to stop. Yeah, And that's when it became uh, everyday conversation is old habits die hard. But it's ironic that you had a Ben Franklin when I had a Ben Franklin. When, and it just shows you that we don't cross over in our research so all right so old habits die hard can't teach a uh an old dog new tricks what were your two mine was uh uh elephant in the room and time is money time is money all right blake you get to choose which way we're gonna go all right all right so i'm gonna say most dangerous jobs first most dangerous jobs all right I, I have some really good ones. Here, yeah, I, are, are here. Do you want to hear my five for, and, and you pick? And here's here's yeah. You 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 throw out the jobs and I'll pick one. But I figured you would go with modern day dangerous jobs. So I went with dangerous jobs of all time. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. So my five. All right. So my five are miners. Not not that Facebook. Mm-hmm. Logging. Uh, yeah, with er. Yes. Uh, uh, truck drivers, mm-hmm. uh, roofers, and astronauts. Astronauts. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but because I bet by per thousand, those numbers are pretty high. Well, actually, they don't really have numbers for that. Like that, I think. I think they do. I think they do. I think there's obviously someone did a study about it, but. But, but, but I didn't see like the exact number, but obviously stands like like sitting in like a little capsule with, 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 with a bunch of fuel behind you going up to space. Yeah, you're basically yes. sitting on a bomb going, eh, and it went to the lowest bidder. Yep. So astronaut, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Does it give you any numbers? I mean, how many people have actually died as an astronaut? Uh, so so I actually didn't do the re- so so actually I, I didn't find the exact numbers. Like, but I definitely think like like. Like based on like how few people have actually been in space compared to like the amount of people have died, like it's still pretty. Yeah, percentage, up there. The percentage wise, it seems like it would be very high. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you had uh, the Challenger Columbia, and you had the the guys that died on the uh, on yeah. the launch pad just, and that's just the U.S. side. Yeah, like the, and it's still like unknown numbers from from, from like Soviet Russia, the Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, sure they they won't release those numbers yeah. ever. Yeah, but 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 want to focus on like one like one, one like like like. Like like short term impact and like another and, and and another part on long term impact because because there's still like a lot of like health effects that astronauts deal with like once they return back to land. So obviously like the biggest like astronaut disaster of all time was the Challenger disaster. Mm-hmm. 
super awful tragedy. Seven people died. Chris, uh, Christina McAuliffe, the teacher in space program. It was a sad day. And I know you had you told me like multiple times about like what was your impact? Like what? Like you you were out there like like on your yeah, porch. Yeah, I, I was I was on I was on my uh, my balcony um, down in uh, down in Lake Mary. Uh, Sanford. I was going to Seminole, and we had canceled baseball practice, so the entire team was there. Uh, so the entire team was there, and was it, Jan- was it January 27th, It was, uh, 29th? It was January 28th, 1986. Yeah, and, and um, you know, it was, it was my freshman year, and they had canceled baseball, um, and some of the guys that I live with were from New York, and they had never seen the launch. So everyone was kind of excited about the launch. It was still fun to watch. Um, and when it took off, uh, it looked like everything was going fine. And then it splintered, you know, from our perspective, we could see it splintering it in a lot of different directions. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know it did that. And I was like, okay, that wasn't supposed because I had seen launches before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not supposed to do that. It's, something's weird. And my other roommate, his name's James Hershey. James, James was, uh, a large black man from Sanford, Florida, and he. When I say he, he was like six foot five, weighed like two twenty five, and just built like a Greek god. And he was wearing his boxer shorts, watching the launch in in the living room. And he comes running out, like screaming at us, "The space shuttle blew up! The space shuttle blew up!" And he's like screaming. And I was like, "Oh, I knew something was wrong." So we all run back inside, very similar to what. Uh, a lot of people experience with 9-11. Yeah. And the thing I remember most about that day is we all decided to go back to the student center. And when we went back in, there was probably 400 people in the student center, and no one was talking. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, was, uh, that was absolutely tragic. So, so, so two things I actually learned about like, like that whole thing, so, because, because, because I watched a documentary about it. One was actually... The original plan was was to, was to send like like an average citizen, like not specifically a teacher. So so some of the candidates include like newscasters like Tom Brokaw, uh, mm-hmm. Walter Cronkite, like Peter Jennings, like those types. An- another one person that was originally supposed to be part of it was Carol Spinney, who played Big Bird. Wow. Yeah. Sesame Street. Yeah. So and that and and and, and, and like and, and like I think I think they were like a few years away from like from like Mr. Hooper dying. So 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 imagine like like it's like then that was a real human. But imagine seeing like 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 like, like a fictional character that children looked up but to. That people actually knew. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like the. And I think you told me this. The next mission, if everything went well, they were supposed to put a miner in yep. space. The next yeah. mission, yeah, and we still have yet to have anybody under the age. No, I think so. I think like the youngest was like twenty five, but that was from like the Soviet Union. Like if that was from like Russia, I should say, like right. the Roscosmos. All right. So uh, on my list, like I said, in history, um, the the ones I did, I'm going to go with number six on my list because I found this to be like the worst job. I think any person could ever have in the history of life. Mm. All right? And it is a plague body collector oh. from the Black Plague. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, this person's job was it basically the Black Plague knocked out half of Europe. I mean, just took out like half of Europe in the 14th century. And the bodies were littered everywhere. I mean, they were just stacked up and you couldn't. Mm-hmm. So. They had people that were assigned to be body collectors at that time. And his job uh, of the body collector, uh, it required the worker to collect the bodies using only a cart, a rag to cover their face, only their face, not their sores or anything like that, and flowers, which were believed to prevent collectors from contracting the disease. It didn't work. No. All right? So you know the song, Ring Around the Rosie? Yeah. Pocket full of posies. That is who carried the posies was the body collector. Ashes, ashes, they all fall down. So they burnt the bodies. So the entire ring around the rosies stems around being a body collector during the Black Plague. Okay, that's that's a job I'll never want. No, no, I don't I, want, I, I, I don't want I, that. I, actually, I, I, all the ones I really, I really hope I, really I would hope like that. to be an astronaut. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, not really like a full like blown like like go to the international space station, but like, but like, what like Blue Origins doing? Like, like with, 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 with like the little flights that they have like in their capsule? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. I'd like to be an astronaut, but I, body collector, not so much. Yeah. All right, what's your next one? You said logger. All right, all right. So, oh wait, wait, you're letting me pick. I'm sorry. All right, so next next four I have, I actually have numbers for okay. logging, miners, uh, truck drivers, and uh, roofers. Okay, let's do let's do miners. Okay, like and we're talking coal miners, right? Yes, correct. Okay, all right, not what you think, Facebook. Yeah, coal miners. Okay, yes, because we have a connection to this, and I don't even know if you know this. Yeah, do you, okay. do, you, do, you, do you want to explain the connection first, or, 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 or you want me to give you like the numbers? Give, give, give the story, and I'll, and I'll and I'll tell you a little bit more. Yeah, so basically, so basically, the, so basically, based on like a, a thousand, like a hundred thousand workers, there are at least twenty five point four deaths per hundred thousand miners. Okay, say that one more time. I'm sorry. Twenty five point four deaths per a hundred thousand miners. Okay, so every hundred thousand of them, twenty five die from yeah. this occupation. Yeah. Okay. And basically, like, the most common causes, like like the most like common hazards include like the the like respiratory like like black like black black lung, lung yeah falls like explosions like because because you're working in such such like a tightly sealed environment like there's a lot of like uh, dangerous chemicals in there it can cause a reaction boom everyone's dead fires. And, and noise exposure, like because 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 basically like like you can get like 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 you can get like a lot of damage like in your ears as well like plus yeah, also going the explosions that would happen because to get to release the yeah plus cool. plus, plus, plus like you dig it underground as well like so 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 you still like like so you still like getting getting like a little bit of pressure as well from that like like so like like being like in like the mountain area of like West Virginia going down into a mountain you're not used to like like those levels I would say yeah. So um, our connection and and, and uh, is uh, both your your name and my name is Sam. Mm -hmm. All right, we're named after a man by the name of Samuel Edward Pizer. Sam Pizer is my mom's dad, my grandfather, my papa. All right, and he grew up in Pennsylvania, and he started working in the coal mines. He he didn't graduate. Uh, he, he worked until he was in eighth, eighth grade and he was immediately put into the coal mines because that's what you did in the, in his town. Um, by the time I met my grandfather, actually com could communicate with my grandfather. He was an undertaker at that time. Um, but at the time when I met my grandfather, he, he worked deep in the coal, coal mines. He worked there for about six years before he went into the army. Um, World War II broke out. He went into the army, but, he ended up dying at the age of 69 with lung cancer, which yeah. he, was, he smoked most of his life, but it also probably had a lot to do with what he inhaled. But throughout his entire life, my grandfather had a, a, a scar across his shoulder blades where he, was working, he worked in like the lower levels of the, of the mine, and he just constantly would rub that part of his back off of it yeah. and we're talking you know you know he he got it when he was 14 and he had that scar up until the day he died when he was 69 mm -hmm. years old yeah so to me miners could be the most modern day most dangerous i know loggers loggers i think are considered number one yes but miners to me is something i could i don't think i could ever bring myself yeah. to do yeah so so it's so, so, so actually real quick so 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 when you were away during the bvi i, I hosted trivia Mm -hmm. That was that was fun, by the way. It being stressed out, <laughs> yeah. So, so my halftime question was: Name four of the top five coal-producing states. Do you want to guess what number one was? Um, I'm assuming it's either West Virginia or Pennsylvania. I'm going to say Pennsylvania because Pennsylvania is a little bigger. Yeah. So Pennsylvania actually made seven percent. West Virginia fourteen percent. Forty-one percent. Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh. Okay, and I think that came about later, like right now. Yeah, you know, uh, what was what was number four? Uh, four was Illinois was six percent, and Montana at five percent. Okay, all right. So no, I mean in West Virginia. When I think of coal miners, I think yeah. West Virginia first, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. second, and I would have never had Wyoming. Yeah, that. a lot of people did not have Wyoming yeah. for that one. All right, um, all right. My creepy old ones. Oh boy. All right. Um, this one is ancient Rome chariot racers. Mm. All right. You ever? You, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Ben Hur. 
I haven't seen it, but 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 what, 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 wasn't like a chariot race scene in Gladiator. There was a chariot. Uh, there was a little one in Gladiator, but in Ben Hur, in the movie, in the chariot race, an actual actor fell and died, and Ooh. he left it in the movie. <laughs> All right. I'm not going. I'm not going to pull that up. Thank All right. You. Don't pull, don't pull it up. All right. All right, chariot racers were among the uh, the popular and celebrated members of society in ancient Rome. So they were like they basically were our uh, modern day Tom Brady's. You know, the gladiators and the chariot racers were these guys. All right, they con- competed in coliseums. Uh, the chariot races drew large crowds uh, because of their high speed racing and aggressive styles. The reason they died so often is. The reins were tied around their wrist. So, like, you couldn't let go. You couldn't just fall out. You were drugged as the horses kept going and other ones ran over you. They actually physically tied the reins to the chariot racers. And if you, for any reason whatsoever, fell off, you were still attached to the chariot and the horse. Jeez. So, So they were basically... As soon as it got turned over, they were killed instantly. Yeah. So, so they, you know, we don't have that kind of stuff going on. We have race car drivers, but, you know, they have a lot of safety devices. Yeah, yeah things, things like that. that. So, so. Dan, think like the last, like, uh, star car death was, er, actually, no, I think it was Blaze Alexander. That, but then before that, it was Earnhardt. Yeah. Yeah, and that's been 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, so 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 I'm, so I'm guess you want me to do loggers next for because it is the most dangerous like job out there. Do you okay. want to guess? Do you want to guess like per per one per one hundred thousand workers how many died per one hundred thousand workers? See, I can see this happening because you got the chainsaw, you got moving logs, you got, I mean, the mountain to deal with. Mm-hmm. You got so many. There's so many factors there. Um, you said twenty five. I'm going to say it's twice that. I'm going to say 51. 132.7 per 100,000. Yeah. Wow. That's six times as much, five times as much? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So basically, so basically, obviously, the hazards are include falling trees, equipment, hazardous working conditions. So I said it's like, like uh, steep, steep slopes, slippery surfaces, rough terrain. But, but, but also other common hazards include like 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 you're standing out in the weather like a thunderbolt can hit you like instantly. You can also have like insect like like you can be also be like like very allergic to like insects, bees, wasps, stings. Like yeah, so, like like you are out Snakes. there. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so 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 so. So have you ever seen like anyone like like like? Do you know anyone that used to be a a, a logger? Like have you ever had like any like horror stories? I, I've I've had friends that were loggers. But they didn't have any major horror stories like that. I mean, they they probably had injuries and stuff. But I, I, the woman who's the best athlete I've ever had a friend in my entire life. Her name is is Bridget Bridget Gordon. Mm-hmm. You, I, you you've talked you you know I've talked about Bridget. She's yeah. a gold medalist. She won uh, two national titles at Tennessee. She was in the very first expansion draft. Of uh, the WNBA, uh, Bridget's a beautiful, beautiful woman, but her father was actually cutting. He was cutting down trees, and he was up in the tree, and the chainsaw kicked off a limb and came back and hit him in the neck. And unfortunately, no one could get to him, and that's how we lost, you know, Mr. Gordon. Um, but. I mean that that to me, and I'm I've always been petrified. I mean, like when I've used chainsaws, which I've used very rarely. Yeah, I'm like overly overly cautious on how I handle it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know if you can be overly cautious. You have to be cautious. You have to be very. But I mean, cautious. I, I I can see that being the number one mm-hmm. most dangerous job. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and we were just talking about this the other day. I think it was Rebecca and I were talking about. It. Uh, you know, we have more trees now 
than we ever had in the history of the world. Yeah, yeah, but but but, but then but then also uh, Rebecca pull up a, a, a snapple cap that said like look look one piece of paper chops down like seventeen trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's factual. No, I don't think so as well. I think 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 the picture. I think that picture was photoshopped. I don't think I don't think snap snapple was doing us right by right. that. All right, all right. So so yeah. So I think you have one more job. Then we have to uh, thank our sponsors again. Oh yes. Um. Well, I, I still a couple. I want to get a couple more in. Um. All right, the number one in all-time history. All right, I, I, I want to do two of these. Uh, number one all-time in history is what we're celebrating this weekend. Uh, soldier. Yeah. yeah. A soldier. So throughout history, like, you know, and, and we, we still are, are battling certain wars around the world in the U.S. and stuff like that. But throughout history... The number one most dangerous job is the whole reason we're celebrating on Monday is the soldier. Mm-hmm. So I could not bring that one up, yeah. um, you know, and considering which, which was the most dangerous of all the soldiers, it was a Spartan soldier. Uh, they were the first line of defense and fought using sword, shields, and, and arrows. Uh, they had to travel long distances to reach their enemies and often arrived exhausted and depleted. However, Spartan soldiers were still expected to fight no matter what. Um, as they're surrendering, uh, the greatest is, was the greatest sign of cowardice. So basically, if you're a Spartan soldier, you weren't even allowed to surrender, like even against all odds. Uh, and... You know, I just want to say, take the time to say thank you, Memorial Day, to all those soldiers and families that have lost members, because this one's about lost members, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to say thank you to that. But I don't want to end on that one. I want to end on a little bit lighter note. This is the job that could have been a great job, or it could have been the worst job. All right? The food taster. <laughs> So many kings and queens and emperors hired food tasters whose sole job was to make sure the royal's food was not poison. Although the tasters risked their lives by eating possibly poisoned food, they also got to enjoy some of the most delicious, expensive food that any member of the world had ever seen. So it's one of those things, 99% of the time, you had a great day. At work. But then that one time. That now. one day. That one day. So, so I think that's a good and bad job. Uh, but what, what, what was the other job? You had another one then. Yeah. What was the ones you had left? Yeah. So one more that I had left was uh, truck drivers. And, 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 oh. there, and there's definitely a reason why Elon Musk wants to automate truck drivers because, oh, boy. Like so, their 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 so basically their and their fail injury rate is twenty four point three per a hundred thousand workers. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, so basically, their their main like hazards are like 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 fatigue, sleep deprivation, accidents, uh, motion injuries like like whiplash, uh, exposure to hazardous materials like in the back of their trucks, mental health and and so, and also definitely mental health issues like 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 just like being out there on the road yeah. you're, you're isolated from like your family the only thing the only thing that you have is like you your truck and the road beyond like that that, that takes like a mental stress on like on like on like people's psyche about like can I can I even when will I go home like it's it's unfortunate man all right yeah and rebecca cleared up our snapple fact uh, for every ton of paper recycled, about seventeen trees or okay, seven. it was, it was one that makes ton. way more sense yeah. than a piece of paper. I completely misquoted that. Yeah, so. we did. <laughs> the, uh, don't 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 community know it's Facebook. All right, um, all right. We got to talk about our amazing sponsors. Um, talking about River and Fort, um, just wonderful people over there. They do an amazing job. They have three levels uh, of serving areas. Uh, you can sit outside on the lower deck. Move up. Each time you move up, the view gets a little bit better. Do you, um, do, do, do you, do you know where the view is? Uh, it's really close to a sea. Uh, the river mm-hmm. and something else. I, I, I believe it's called 
The Fort. The Fort. That's it. That's Reverend Fort. There you go. Very good. Um, it's right there on Sponsor Row. Go check them out. Cross from The Me? Fort. Yep. All right. Um, staying on Sponsor Row, we have Meehan's Irish Pub, three bars in one. These guys... Um, to me, it's one of the best bars in town. They have the best bar food. You love their mac and cheese. Yes. Uh, I love their shepherd's pie. I like their meatloaf. I, I mean, the fish and chip. Everything in there is good. Um, just a fun bar. They have live music uh, inside and out. Go check out Meehan's, located right there on the bayfront on Avenida Menendez. Um, City Gates Distillery, staying on Sponsor Row, right there across from the fort. Um they have some unique, unique whiskeys. Try them all out. See which one you like. They make great gifts. Um, great gifts for Father's Day coming up. Um, you know, get in there, buy a gift certificate, let Dad get in there, do some tasting, and pick out the whiskey he likes. Uh, there's a little tip, Blake. Um, sticking with Sponsorship Row, St. Augustine Pirate Museum. Uh, these guys have... Over 800 artifacts. They have one of the original Jolly Rogers. There's only two of them in existence. It's one of them's right here in St. Augustine. Uh, a wonderful tour. If you go in there, ask for Captain Mayhem. He'll take great care of you. He's been on this show. He's hosted with me uh, before. Uh, just does an, a wonderful job. All right. Uh, sponsors that we need to make sure we do not forget. Kresge, Abear Kresge and Associates, the best CPA in the state of Florida. They've kept me out of trouble for years and years and years, and I appreciate everything they've done for me and the family and all my businesses. Go see Billy Abear over there at Abear Kresge and Associates. Cheshire Collision, Customs and Collision. There we go. Thank you, Blake. I saw the look you gave me. You gave me the look. Um, Customs and Collisions. Uh, these guys are located off of Holmes Boulevard over there have the state-of-the-art um, facility. They can take whatever damaged vehicle you have. If you want to restore your uh, your car that you just absolutely love and it's a part of your life, take it over there and let them take care of you. Mm-hmm. All right. Blake, seven wonders of the world. Oh, boy. All right. We, I've been to two. You've been to one. Mm-hmm. All right. I really want to knock all seven of them off my list. But you're going to take... Three of them. I'm going to take four of them. Yep. Which one do you want to lead? Uh, actually, I should lead off because I have four. Yep. All right. I'm going to lead off. I'm going to bend down here and grab this one. All right. Mount Everest. Oh, that was the first photo up. Yeah. Mount Everest right there. You nailed it. All right. Some of the unique things. What do you think the most people think Mount Everest is the tallest mountain in, in the world, right? Yeah, but I believe it's not. It's not. Yeah, no. It's not. It's actually, and I'm going to try and say it, Mauna Kea in Hawaii Hmm. is the tallest mountain in the world. And the reason is, is because Mount Everest is the highest above ground, Mm -hmm. above ground peak in the world. But Mauna Kea goes so deep into the ocean, it's actually taller than um than mount everest all right so mount everest is now considered almost a tourist attraction yeah um speaking of which yes your your friend uh patrick canan wants you to go yeah i don't i don't know if we're going to be able to make i'm not i I think patrick's still going to try and make it but i'm not going to make it um it is part of the himalayan mountain range i still want to go and i don't necessarily want to i just want to put eyes on it I don't necessarily want to do all it, takes, it. all it takes to get to the top. No, no. All right. Um, so it is uh, right on the border of China and Nepal. Mm-hmm. So at the peak, it actually separates the two countries. All right. And uh, it is named Mount Everest. Do you have any idea why it's named Mount Everest? Are you reading the same article I'm reading right now? Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, so I don't think I have the same article as you, but but do go ahead. All right, it is named after uh, an Englishman by the name of George Everest, who was a surveyor of India. Hmm. Okay, and I guess he's the first one who kind of discovered that. Um, and Mount Everest roughly translates uh, from the Tibetan, which is 
Choma Longma. Mm-hmm. It roughly translates as Mother Goddess of the World. Yeah, yeah. So I actually realized I actually do have it on my phone over here. So okay. I, I actually do have the information with me. All right, all right. What 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 are your what are your other wonders? Yeah. So I'm gonna. Do you have any desire to go to Everest? To go to Everest? No. All right. The all cold. Right. The cold's not okay. I I can do a little bit of cold, not snow cold. You're gonna stay in the resort in Nepal or something, right? Mm-hmm. Do they even have those in, I don't in Nepal? Know. If, if, if they don't have like any room service, no. Yeah, no room service. You might be a little too bougie. Well, I'll blame I'll blame that on me and your mom. That's entirely our fault. All right. Anyway, <laughs> the Grand Canyon. Yep. All right. So 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 you've been there. Yes. Like multiple times for like multiple Vegas trips. Yep. I haven't because because I mainly wanted to stay in the casinos and gamble. Yep. Yeah, so basically, yeah, you had the opportunity to go this year. Yeah, or last year. Was it this, this year? year. It was this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah. So, ba- so, 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 Grand Canyon. It was, it was. So, 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 it's so a base. So, so, it was formed by the erosion from the Colorado River for like billions and years. Mm-hmm. And basically, and basically is, and you can see like, like there's like different layers of of different sediments, rocks, and 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 it's just like absolute beauty, like like the reds, like the forest growing up, like it is beautiful, like and and so what was your experience like at the Grand Canyon? All right, so the Grand Canyon actually is uh, shared um, amongst uh, about five or six Indian tribes. Mm-hmm. All right, some of it's owned by the U.S. Some of it's owned by the Indian tribes. Uh, the U.S. side doesn't really allow you to like land a helicopter down there. Yeah. Um, we we landed a helicopter at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, and in, I'm telling you right now, um, both both the wonders of the world I've been to completely take your breath away. Yeah, I agree. Right? With that. Um, and the Grand Canyon's no different. And, and fortunate enough that I was able to uh, fly in a helicopter to fly down into the Grand Canyon, land at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, have a little picnic, uh, stack a couple rocks, you know, because you got to have a rock tower. <laughs> you know, if you're gonna you're gonna be at the Grand Canyon, you got to build a rock tower. So we were able to stack a couple rocks, um, and it's one of the things if if you haven't been. And you have the opportunity to go. You need to go. Yeah, Blake. So next time we go, we'll come up with a different adventure. But next time we go, I want you to go to the Grand Canyon. Now, now, weren't you part of a helicopter tour in 2020, like going to the Grand Canyon? <gasps> oh, and that was the day. Yeah, that was that was a really strange experience. So um, it was prior to COVID. Um, and I, I, I did a helicopter tour going down to the Grand Canyon, get back to the resort and find out that that's the day Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter ride. Yeah. So it's just weird, weird timing. And it just was, uh, yeah. So that was, that was the exact day that, that Kobe Kobe perished in a helicopter ride, and I was on a helicopter yeah. that same day earlier in the morning in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. So. All right. All right. So. 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 Definitely think you want to talk about like, look, 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 like, like a natural, like a, a several wonder that we both out both of us have been. To. Oh yeah, we definitely got to talk about this one. And 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 definitely your favorite country to z- to say. Oh, it's such a fun country to say. There's no, no better country to say than Zimbabwe. But it's, fun, it's fun to say. Just say Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. It's fun to say. Yeah. But to be fair, though, this not this seventh wonder shares shares a country, though. Yeah, it actually connects to. Uh, it connects uh, Zimbabwe and Zambia. Mm-hmm. The Zambezi River separates uh, separates the two countries. Um, and, and if, if you're wondering, yes, we're talking about the Victoria Falls. We haven't said the name yet. Yeah, and we're talking about Victoria Falls. It's almost what five times the height of uh, Niagara Falls. Yeah. That, so if you've been to Niagara Falls, it's a baby. Nick will lend a walk over this. Yeah, it's it's an absolute baby. Because um, 
you have to wear a poncho because it's <laughs> it's so misty, constantly misting, and you can be a quarter mile away and still and still getting the mist on you. Mm. All right, the pavement like that we were walking on was slick. Oh yeah, you 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 were you were struggling, nudging along is I think the best way to put it. Um, all right, so. Victoria Falls is one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Um, it's because it is the largest waterfall in the entire world. Yeah. So it, uh, we're talking pure mass. There are some that are taller, but this is just the pure mass in the volume of water. Um, this one is uh, 1,708 meters wide. So times that by three. That's about what you'll get in feet. Yeah. And it is in height 108 meters tall, which times it by three, and that's approximately what you'll get there. Um, it's ginormous, um, but I be- I got to talk about the day we had over the Zambezi River. Yeah. All right. So uh, the family family did an excursion, and we decided to pay for every possible excursion we could do over the zambezi river um we did it's the largest zip line yeah which we zip line from zimbabwe over to zambia and then zambia back to zimbabwe mm-hmm. all right so uh we did that and then we did a, a swing yeah which was which was fun and then we did a fall a 700-foot fall. Blake, you want to tell them about your experience of the fall? Yeah. Uh, so so, so you and Ty were sitting next to each other. Yes. Obviously, I was obviously with my mom. Yep. And basically, basically it was basically like, how, so how deep of a drop was it? Like, like 600 feet? It was 700 feet. 700 feet. So basically, so. It was so a 700-foot drop to the, to, to the bottom of the rope. It was basically a, a giant... Cannonball swing, bungee, bungee drop. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but it swung outward instead of back up. Yep. That basically, that basically, we had to walk our way up. But during the swing itself, I may or may not have passed out. You may have lost consciousness. Yeah. Because you were going so fast, <laughs> and luckily, it was caught on camera on the GoPro. So, um, but the fact that you did it. You know, a lot of people wouldn't have stepped off that ledge. Yeah. You know, the beauty is, is we have it all on camera. But the only thing that, that I didn't want to say about it was, I had a hard time walking up that mountain because, because it didn't like 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 rope you back up. You had to walk up the mountain a little bit oh, at that time. Yeah, <laughs> you, were, you were with me on the swing, and we got twisted, and I had to grab you by the collar and yank you up <laughs> because we got twisted up and had to climb up the mountain. So sorry, but no, but Victoria Falls, another one. I can't imagine what the other ones look like, but I've been to the Grand Canyon. I've been to Victoria Falls. And if the other five take your breath away, like these two, I got to go. I just got to go see them. All right. All right. So my next one is the Harbor of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, I don't get this. How this is a, such a big thing? Yeah, so basically, it's beautiful, but I don't get it. It's definitely nice, but so basically, so 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 on the website here it says uh, it is the largest natural bay. Uh, yeah, sadly they did not give the numbers of it, so mm-hmm. which which is awful. Dang you website because because I think you got you got off the same website I did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so 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 it's called a uh, Guanabara Bay. It's the, it's the world's largest natural bay based on volume. Uh, it's 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 based it's surrounded by granite rock formations and monoliths, which add to the striking visual appear, uh, appeal of the, of the area. And of course, the harbor has seen a lot of activity from hum, from humans, such as the city of Rio, public beaches, Copacabana, an active harbor. But the natural beauty is still there. Like 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 the the water is still clear. Yeah, and that's and, and like no no like algae blooms no no like waste or anything like that like they like it's still damn pretty. Uh, it's 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 impressive, but I, I I I you know we've been we've been to some very pretty places and stuff like that. I think it's one of those I have to go to to probably appreciate yeah, it. That's that's probably yeah. you know because my love for 
the British Virgin Islands and 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 that. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, also when when most people think about like Rio, they think of the a big Jesus statue. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Christ the Redeemer. Well, and that's that's one of the man-made mm-hmm. wonders of the world. All along with the Astrodome. Yeah. All right, here we go. This one is in Mexico. I did not know of this one until I read about the seven wonders of the world. Did you know about this one, Blake? I did not. All right, and I and, and if I say the name wrong, I apologize. Um, the Paracutan volcano, or Parchutan volcano. If 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 you believe that he misspelled it, please please take out the, your 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 lie la chanchala and, and slap him. Yeah, yeah. Feel free, feel free to put the hand hand up and smack. No, 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 no. The the this. Oh, the flop. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. So it is found in Michoacan, Mexico. The cone has only really existed since 1943. When it surged up out of the ground in relatively a flat cornfield. So you got this pulled up, Lake? Yep. So prior to 1943, this was a flat cornfield. All right? And uh, I lost my place. Uh, It surged out of the ground in relatively flat cornfield, making it the youngest volcano in the northern hemisphere. At the time that it surged, it also erupted and continued to erupt for over a period of nine years. For nine years, this thing was bellowing. All right. The volcano is considered dormant and is a popular tourist attraction. Visitors are able to climb the volcanic peak and view the hardened lava that flows, including encased ruins in the San Juan I can't say that word. Uh, the church that's there. So, I think this one's one. You know, Mexico is a good travel destination. I yeah. think. I think this one's one we can knock off the list mm-hmm. fairly easily. But I don't. I don't understand how. So, are we going to have eight wonders of the world if something else happens in the? I mean, because 1943, all the other ones took millions of years to create. This yeah. one's like 1943. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, what can replace it though? Like, can you think of one like right now? No, I don't think we can. So I don't. Th- I don't think we can. Yeah. All right. This one's one. This one's one. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the volcano or the one you're about to mention are the ones that are probably be the next one that gets knocked off the list. Oh really? So mine's next one up. You know, you're saying the Northern Lights aren't a seventh wonder. The Northern Lights are. That's what I'm saying. That's I'm going to say that one. That one or the volcano are the, are the ones that uh, that I probably will visit next. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. I mean? Yeah, because that, 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 Australia takes too long. That's a Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. But I mean, you 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 have the Northern Lights. Okay. All right. So Northern Lights. Uh, so basically, they're so also known as Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Geez, I find them just as bad as speakers as you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you get it naturally. True. Yeah, so, ba- so this is caused when electrically charged particles caused by sun flares or extreme sun activity reach the gaseous particles found in the Earth's atmosphere. This this results in the moving and all-striking rainbow of, of moving colors that has to be seen to be truly taken in. Like, this is like... Like I, I like this photo does not like show like what's what's what's, what's like the best of it. Uh-huh. Like like it's much more brighter. You you get to see like all the colors moving around. I it, ha- it has to be stacked because because otherwise, uh, the copyright clowns would take over this channel and we don't want that. No. Um, all right. So aurora aurora borealis. Um, it can be it can be seen in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anywhere in the North Pole, northern Canada, uh, Iceland, Greenland, Norway, Sweden, or Finland, mm-hmm. uh, all these countries. Uh, do you remember when we were in uh, in Zimbabwe, we saw the Southern Cross, the lights that were out, out of the Southern Cross. So if you see the Southern Cross, you've got to go see the Northern Lights, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I but but but, but does it say so so the South Pole does not get like Northern Lights, correct? No. Okay. So what does it say? What happens if, like, like scientists are saying, like, all poles might flip soon? So, so basically, basically Antarctica might 
what might might be like the North Pole in like a, in like a hundred thousand years, and Canada might. Oh, be in a hundred thousand years, yeah. I was like, okay, because I I mean I know the North Pole is moving, it's shifting like so it throws off GPSs and they have yeah. to recalibrate mm-hmm. the GPSs because the North Pole moves like six feet a year or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, is that what you're saying? After no, 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 no. They literally flip like so, 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 like so, like every like, like. So two. when it, when the axis gets so far turned, it's going to rotate all the way over. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think any of us will be here for that. Oh yeah, no. But I really want to see like what happens like if it happens today. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right. Our our last one, our last one, and then we're going to talk about topics for next week. Um. All right. So you and I have been to. The largest reef in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. All right? We've been to that reef. Yeah. That one's a baby compared to this. This is the largest living organism in the entire world. All right? Largest living organism in the entire world. And it is the Great Barrier Reef. All right? It's the largest coral reef system in the world. Um, it is made up of 2,900 smaller reef sections, and it has actually 900 islands that make up the reef. Um, the reef system is located uh, off the coast of Queensland, Arizo- uh, Arizona. 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 Australia. Uh, the reef contains a huge variety of coral fish, marine species, and plant life, and tiny aquatic organisms to sharks, turtles, and rays. So this thing is just filled with life right now. But with the changing environment and stuff like that, the reef is actually getting smaller. Yeah. All right. So the, the reef you and I were on was off the, off the coast of Anagata. And... Uh, you know, it was it was only a couple miles difference, uh, but this one is two thousand three hundred kilometers. All right, and three hundred forty four thousand four hundred square kilometers. All right, so to put it in perspective, five kilometers is three point one miles. All right, so just so you can kind of do your math there, six point two if you do it by ten. Um, if you want to do the math on that, uh, Blake, of these seven, all right, you've already been to Victoria Falls. You don't have to go to that one. I think you are going to make it to the Grand Canyon because that's the easiest one for you. Mm-hmm. Which one of these on the list is the one that you want to see the most of? Oh, I and definitely. Audience out there, answer answer the same. Besides Grand Canyon, I'll probably say Northern Lights. The Northern Lights? Mm-hmm. All right. So you want to stay in a glass igloo and look at the Northern Lights? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because isn't that what they have in the picture that you showed? Basically, yes. Okay. Um, all right. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck. I think, I think the Northern Lights and Mount Everest are, are must-sees for me. Um, I'd like to see the volcano. I think the volcano sounds cool. Um, Australia, it's going to have to be one of those trips that I can spend two weeks and get away from work for that long. I can't miss bollocks for that long. Yeah. So me, 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 me and Lenny won't be as good as, as yeah. You, you, and Lenny, you and Lenny are going to have to hold down the fort if I go to the Great Barrier Reef. And now I can't scuba dive because my ears are so bad. Yeah. So I don't well, know. Well, actually, I, I can't I, 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 I can't snorkel either because because when I went down to Key West, I got like a bad like. Like like reaction like like I so I started getting like hives everywhere. Oh, with the salt water. Yeah. Okay. Because you're you're an indoor person. Yes. Okay. All right. So Blake, I think next week, um, I like I like the uh, I like the founding fathers thing. Mm-hmm. You good with that one? Yeah, I'm good with that. And Lenny will be back next week. Um, and I hope he's having an amazing time over in Croatia. Um, but I want to say again, thank you to all our sponsors. Support our sponsors out there. Uh, quick rundown, City Gates Distillery, uh, Cheshire Customs and Collisions, Aber Kresge and Associates, uh, Meehan's Irish Pub, uh, St. Augustine Pirate Museum, and River and Fort. Make sure you get out there and support these guys. These guys are the guys that are keeping us on the air, making sure we're able to do this fun stuff. Let's us do our research. Blake, did you enjoy the research this week? 
Yes, yes, I actually did research this week. You did a great job this week. I appreciate you, Blake. Um, And this is Bollocks Talks and Tangents, and we'll see you next week at 634.